7 o'clock. Good morning. Thanks for joining us, pile. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Busy show today. We'll have our Rick Nelson American Family Insurance Team's Team of the Week. Also, John Sedanich, Central Boys basketball coach, Warriors girls coach Mary Doan on the program this morning. Plus, uh, Blake Griffin, who signed his letter of intent yesterday to uh, play football with the Merchant Marines. Nice. And uh, we'll talk about why he made the decision to to go that route. I think it's a interesting story about his love of aviation. So we'll uh, dive into that uh, conversation with Blake Griffin later on this morning. It's our first edition of In the Garage of NASCAR. Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. So we have a lot going on today. We'll also have our Wrigley Field Cutter Sports Trivia. And it's Thursday, which is the Pile's favorite day to play Oh, it's we might Oh, that was weak. Weak sauce. Soft. There we go. All right. So um, busy show this morning. You can text or call us as always. Reach out to us on the team line, 970-242-1340. Uh, before we uh, get into other things, um, our, our hearts go out to the folks in Kansas City with the tragedy yesterday. During the uh, Super Bowl parade, it's supposed to be a day of a fun celebration, and this is where, like, I may not be a fan of Kansas City, their arrival of my favorite team, but this is where that stuff that's ce- not ceases, what this is about, right? Ceases ceases to be anywhere close to relevant. Our hearts go out to the folks in Kansas City. And um, 21 people shot. Um, one person died yesterday in that horrific, horrific incident. And um, just, you know, our Patrick Mahomes had a, had a tweet you know, praying for Kansas City. And so it's supposed to be a day of fun. It's supposed to be a day of of celebration of, of the Chiefs winning the championship. And instead, it, it, it turned into a nightmare. And um, three people detained, firearms recovered. Uh, saw the interview with a gentleman and his daughter there at the parade. He saw one of the shooters running and tackled him. And, and other good Samaritans jumped in to hold the guy down. Until the, until the police got there. And they had 800 police there. So it wasn't like there was not a police presence. But when you got thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and it's such a, it, it's not like the Olympics. It's not like the Super Bowl. It's not like, it's not an event you have years to plan for mo- or mo- months to plan for. Mm-hmm. It's, they win. kind of thrown together. You got a couple of days to pull it all together. I mean, they have a good idea of how to do this now. You know, for the third time and five years and the second time in 12 months but still to pull this off like they didn't know till 10 p.m local time sunday that they were gonna have to do this and what one two days to tuesday so 60 hours to pull this thing together yeah that's and that's not a lot of time Mm -mm. From a logistical standpoint, 
to there's there's no way you can guarantee people safety. Right. There's just no way. Even even if you have months and months of planning, there's still no guarantee of of protecting everybody. And and so certainly I said our I'm not going to get on a big gun thing today. I'm not going to dive into all that. I think it all speaks for itself. Michael Malone had some comments. I'll I'll have those in what's happening. Brought to you by Comwest coming up. But um, about the, the Kansas City situation. But um, just another horrible, awful tragedy. On a day that's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be celebratory. You should feel safe going to a place to cheer your team on for a, for a great season and winning a championship. It's, it's supposed to be an escape from things like this. Not looking to escape from, from some crazy SOB trying to shoot somebody. You know, we don't know if it's at this point in time. I've not, I've not seen if it's gang related Certainly has that feel to it, but but when no, there was no confirmation of that. Three people were de- were detained in the whole thing. Mentioned the one gentleman that and other Good Samaritans had tackled one of the shooters. But um, just a just an awful an awful memory on what should have been a great day where it should have been about drunk Travis Kelsey singing "Friends in Low Places." Mm-hmm. Should have been about that. Should have been about which he he made Jared Bednar look stone cold sober. How yeah. I caught their podcast <laughs> yesterday. He was in rough shape Tuesday yeah. when they recorded. Yeah, so. the, the party has not stopped. No, since uh, why would it? Though? You know, Sunday night you when know. they won at Las Vegas. Why would it? You're you know king what? of the world right now. Live it up, man. Live it up. But unfortunately, we have to open the show with yeah. an, another terrible shooting. All right, 706, Jim along with uh, the Buckeye boy today. Do it again next month, too, sadly. <sighs> yeah, I, I I can't argue with that. Yeah, that, that that's wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if it happens again. Mm-hmm. Because it, because it, it would has. shock me if it didn't. It would, it would yeah, I'd, yeah, I would be more stunned. If, if we, we made be- it to April 1st without another one. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. It's part of the American experience now. And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. There should be a way for for, for there to be some kind of solution to this problem. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and I don't think either one of us have the have the background, have the ability to say, well, this is what they should do to fix the problem. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I just know what we're doing right now is, isn't working. So I don't, but I don't know what that solution is. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, it's not, nothing's going to change. Right. And like what we're doing right now right. and not working is perfectly fine right. for a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm a gun owner. I, I, have, I have a gun. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a shotgun. Like to go out and shoot it occasionally. I own plenty of guns over the course of my yeah, life. Yeah, like likewise here. So it's the, this is not coming from, you know, and we're not we're not laying out some mandate. Well, they've got to do this. I don't know what the this is though. That's the thing. I don't know what the this is. Right. Not to not to get off into the weeds about this topic because it's a place that you can never really come back from. Nope. You mentioned that it feels like a gang thing. 
that's they're they're gonna find guns. Like it doesn't matter how controlled that's, they are. You know, you know criminals are always gonna find guns. Yeah, that's bad guys are always gonna find guns. Of it. It's how do you prevent? How do you prevent people mm-hmm. that just, are there's, that are mentally imbalanced from getting guns? Right. It's that, that, frustrating. That are not not in a good place and shouldn't have guns. Right. How do you deal with that? What do you do there? And we haven't probably done enough in that regard. I don't. I don't know. In this case, yeah, if it's criminals are going to find guns. Mm-hmm. They just are. They're going. They're going to find them somewhere. And if that is the case with this, I, I don't know how you solve it. But anyway, moving it's on. Frustrating. It is. It is very frustrating. And it's it's heartbreaking, and it's mm-hmm. and it's and I, and I for those people that we know that are Chiefs fans, we like to give like Butchie a lot of grief and stuff. I feel I feel terrible for them because this this is going to be part of the legacy, and it shouldn't be. It'll be a great Super Bowl win in overtime, and oh yeah, by the way, there was a mass shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. And, and it's not like Kansas City's a, a bad city, terrible people. It's not. Never been there, but I've always heard good things about Kansas City mm-hmm. because this happens everywhere. This is not a Kansas City thing. This is a it happens everywhere kind of thing, unfortunately. All right. Uh, time to announce our pile pigskin winners for Pick'em. Powered by Kissner Motors. Thank you to Kiss, Kissner Motors, by the way, for, for sponsoring it this year. And a big thank you to uh, Fruita Co-op, to, to Mark, who's now retired out there, and Ryan that's taken over for him. Uh, likewise, to the folks that played against sports as well. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, uh, consistent and wonderful uh, support of uh, what Absolutely. we do here at the radio station. Thank you so much. So our overall points winner, Steve Siminer. Steve. Steve up in Paonia gets the Traeger Tailgater Wood Pellet Grill, courtesy of Vertico Op Country. He also gets a $500 gift card to play it again in sports. And then our random winner, just out of a random draw with everybody that played, Mr. Bond, Jared Bond, $500 gift certificate to play it again in sports in the Valley Plaza. Once again, thank you so much to play it again in sports, also to Fruita Co-op Country for sponsoring uh, Pigskin Pick'em, and also to Kistner Motors as well uh, for their support uh, of our uh, our little contest. And we plan yeah. on... Having again, of course, coming up in the fall. But uh, Bracapalooza is on the horizon next for us and for you to, to win here on the Team Sports Network. All right, to Jim along with Buckeye today. And um, time to dive into... What's happening? And it is brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. One call, one team, one goal. Helping your business grow. ComWest is serious about your business's IT services and support. For the past 20 years, they've remained dedicated to providing business owners with the right technology solutions and services for each stage of their growth right here in Grand Junction and along the western slope. So wherever you're listening today, Delta, Montrose, they've got you covered, and of course here in the Valley as well. And uh, as a managed IT services provider, their technology service partner program delivers a cost-effective solution to all of your IT needs. Commas partners with you to ensure your computers business phone system networks and equipment all work for you if you need some testimonials you can go to their website and that of course is comwestcorp.com or give them a call today at comwest 970-242-8142 all right we'll lead things off with the, the nuggets last night uh, the nuggets at home trying to snap that losing streak uh, to prevent a three-game losing streak heading into the all-star break 
Well, Denver's on a three-game losing streak after dropping a 102-98 home game to Sacramento Wednesday night. The Kings have won all three games against Denver this season as the Nuggets played without guards Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Both set out as precautionary measures as they as the two are dealing with leg injuries. Aaron Gordon led the Nuggets with 25 points. Michael Porter Jr. had 19 points with Denver big man Nikola Jokic adding 15 points. Jokic had a rough shooting night last night. Reggie Jackson had 12 points, and he says the Kings just outplayed Denver in the second half. Lost second half, 61 to 45. De'Aaron Fox took over the game there at the end, and um, that got to be better. Inability to get the second unit, uh, easy looks, open shots, and really keep the lead that we had already had. So just trying to be better at that, find a way to not have so many lulls. Sacramento went on an 11-0 run, and as uh, Reggie mentioned there, uh, De'Aaron Fox was absolutely brilliant during that stretch. He also had all scores of 30 points for Sacramento. Jokic will be in the Western Conference's starting lineup for Sunday's All-Star game in Indianapolis. After the Nuggets uh, lost to Sacramento Wednesday night, Denver coach Michael Malone took the time to comment on the tragic shootings during the Chiefs Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. Malone said people can't just go buy a gun or an assault rifle and go kill people. I mean, how many more people have to die before we change that? Malone also made, he also referenced who he did not know what weapons were used mm-hmm. in the shooting. So that is, at this point in time, we we understand there, were not, there was not an assault weapon used it was handguns, we believe. That's the reports that I've seen anyway. But uh, Malone also made similar statements four and a half years ago after the shootings at the Aurora STEM School. One person died and 21 were injured in yesterday's incident. The Cutwood Rockies have unveiled their plan for fans to watch games this season. With the demise of AT&T Sportsnet, the club has launched the streaming service Rockies.tv. Games will be produced by Major League Baseball, retain Drew Goodman, Jeff Houston, and Ryan Spielberg's on the broadcast. Jenny Kavnar is leaving the Rockies to become the voice of the Oakland A's. There are two streaming plans with one costing $19.99 a month or $99.99 for the season. The other is Rockies.tv plus MLB TV, and that'll cost $39.99 a month for uh, or $199.99 for the season. Got rid of plans on announcing uh, their intentions for over-the-air broadcasts at a later date. You can catch the Rockies on the radio on the Team Sports Network. Check the schedule at the team1340.com for upcoming spring training games. District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team is headed to the state uh, tournament for the girls. That's a ball arena, just like the boys. Uh, the Phoenix are ranked fourth on the on the mat rankings behind Pomona, Chatfield, and Discovery Canyon. Phoenix head coach Chad Dare says, with 11 wrestlers going, he feels they may be overlooked by some from around the state. I don't think we're a fourth-ranked team. I'm going to throw it out there, and I think that we should be in the conversation to win the title this year. If they show up, we're going to be really tough to beat. Pomona's got four girls that on paper should win a state title, and that's always hard to beat, but we've got 11 girls that wrestle hard. So 34 total wrestlers from the Grand Valley. That's boys and girls to take part in the state tournament. 23 of those coming from the four boys teams are in the Valley. The Fruit of Monument Wildcats lead the way with eight qualifiers with Kel Unrein, True Tobias, and Tatum Williams all topping the podium in the regionals. Wildcats head coach Lucas Archuleta says they've been battling the last couple of weeks both on and off the mat to get to the state tournament. They wrestled really well this weekend. You know, the whole team did. Um, they really got after it. Um, you know, a couple of them were fighting a little bit of a sickness. Had to kind of fight through that just to get themselves to the state tournament. And now we're, we're all healthy and ready to go and, and ready to go over there and hopefully make some noise. All right, that starts later today at Ball Arena, the Boys and Girls State Wrestling Tournaments. For an Omonimi girls basketball team can clinch a Southwestern League title with a win over Central tonight. Fruita comes in 17 and 3 overall, 5 and 1 in the SWL. The Warriors are 11 and 10, but only a game back in the league at 4 and 2. Wildcats head coach Jeff Johnson says clinching the Southwestern League has been one of the major goals since day one. 
one of our major goals this year is to hang a banner this year. Uh, and, and once again, we've got a chance coming close to the end of the season. Uh, and we get wrapped up, hopefully we can wrap it up uh, tomorrow night. We'll have coverage of both the uh, Fruitland Monument teams at Central tonight. Brought to you by Ken Richard State Farm. Buckeye will be out there at Central High School for uh, those broadcasts pregame at 515. Girls will tip it at 530. The boys at 7 o'clock tonight from Central High School. And the Cover Mesa baseball team is at 2-2 two and two after a four-game season opening trip to Florida. They now hit the home field for the leadoff weekend when they host Montana State Billings at the Diamond starting today. Yellow Jackets are coming off a 21-27 and 27 season a year ago, their second straight 20-win season. Maverick skipper Chris Hanks says these games won't be gimmies against the Yellow Jackets. I think they're well coached. They have pretty good personnel. Uh, and for us to think that uh, we're just going to show up and win, you know, th- that that wouldn't be a, a good strategy. Once again, that home opener is today over at the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex. You can hear it right here on the Team CMU Sports Network. I'll have it along with Ray McLennan. Pre-game at 12.45 today for that one. And that's... What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help for your business today, they're the team to call. Call ComWest, 970-242-8142. All right, he's out in L.A. today. Not exactly one of his favorite places. But uh, Mark Johnson with this, uh, what, final trip for Mark to UCLA. Yeah, for for conference play, for sure. Yeah, maybe down the road, non-conference, but for conference play. Or when they all come into the one big mega <laughs> super conference. Which will probably be in about three years. Three I mean, or five years, yeah. yeah you never know. Uh, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, will join us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. You are listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the Team. 721, and he joins us from L.A. today. Buffs take on UCLA tonight. Mark Johnson joins us. Mark, in your favorite city in the world, right, next to New York City, <laughs> Los Angeles, California? Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I kind of stick out with the old line about it's like a turd in the punch bowl out here, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's not really, really not my, my kind of place, but, hey, we're out here one last time. Yeah, what one last time in, in, until as what you said, Buckeye, until all the conferences merge yeah, together. Yeah, the super created. mega conference in three years. Yeah, so in, in, until <laughs> that, right. yeah, until that happens, uh, this is the uh, the last trip for you out to to UCLA, unless it's some non conference game or something down the road. But uh, uh, for the Buffaloes right now, um, just trying to get something going here. Uh, certainly, a, a player that uh, is when he's been on the floor. He's been insanely productive. Might be his only year at Colorado, and that's Cody Williams, who's you know right now third in scoring on the team. But he's uh, hit a little bit of a a little bit of a rough patch, kind of like the Buffaloes have. Yeah, uh, he certainly has. And I'll tell you what, what's happened here. Certainly against Arizona, we've seen where teams have gotten very physical with him. And uh, you know he's a young guy, exceptionally talented, uh, but that has taken off him off his game a little bit. And so you got to react to that. And uh, you know he's going to face that. At the next level when he gets there, and and you know it's it's kind of a funny thing, Jim, with with the deal with Cody because you know I I, I hear from fans all the time, and you know they'll they'll see a game like he had against Arizona, for example, and they'll run and go, he's not even close to being ready for the NBA, and I keep saying, number one, you don't understand. Number two, they're drafting on potential, what they see 
in what they project him to be. Um, I had a scout tell me, for example, about uh, Brendan Carlson at Utah, the seven-footer, who's putting up monster numbers. He's too old. We're not that interested in, in him anymore. And you need to understand what, what goes on in the NBA and what they look at and what they evaluate and how they what they want. They want the youthful talent that is supremely talented that they can mold. That's what they're looking at. So those Buff fans out there that are talking about, you know, he's not ready, he's not going to go. No, no, no. He's he's still going to go. He's going to be a lottery pick. Um, but he's learning right now, and he'll continue to learn at the next level about how to play against that kind of physicality that he's going to see uh, in the NBA. And, you know, the NBA is a little bit different in college basketball. Some, some, I, I've got some buddies among the coaching world think the, the college game is much more physical than the NBA game. And so um, he's learning to play around that and learning to deal with that at this point in time. And, you know, that, that's part of the process. But, yeah, don't, don't doubt his talent. He is supremely talented. And, and Tad Boyle made the comments. He, the quote is the one thing he's got to understand, especially against good defensive teams, which Arizona and UCLA, that those teams are, when he drives the ball from the perimeter, they're going to rake and be physical with him. They're going to be physical on the ball. They're also going to be physical off the ball. He has to make strong plays. And so yeah. this is, and he'll face a similar challenge tonight against the Bruins like he did against Arizona. Yeah, without question. I mean, what we're seeing with UCLA, they started out very poorly this year. They're just about 500 out right now, but they've won, what, seven of eight. And, uh, you know, Mick Cronin has got the reputation of being a very tough defensive coach, a very tough coach. And so he's going to see that. The, the, the hands are going to come. You got to, you know, you think of guys in the way they swing the ball through contact, right? You got to be strong with the ball. You go, go through contact. And, and not all the time is that stuff going to be called. And, and so that's where young players start to get frustrated then. When it isn't called, you can see guys looking to the official for help. And, and, and that's where they start getting, you know, anytime I'm doing a game, and whether it's a young player or a veteran player, and I see them looking to the official, I know they're in a bad spot mentally. Because you're looking for help instead of being aggressive and working through that stuff yourself and forcing the issue. Anytime you see athletes start doing that, there's, there's a problem there, right? And, uh, and, and so we've seen that some from Cody, and that's, that's part of the learning process he's gone through. Mark Johnson voiced the Buffaloes. He'll have the call tonight of Colorado at UCLA. And you mentioned the, the, the slow start for UCLA, but uh, their stock is starting to rise, and this is part of a, a real push by Mick Cronin's team to, to maybe get themselves into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, where they sit right now, like so they're 8-5 and five in conference play, and, and so that's pretty good number. They're 13-11 overall, but they've won seven and eight, as we mentioned. Their, their numbers have gotten considerably better defensively, and, and any time you've ever played, or in my case, broadcast against the Mick Cronin team, even when he was out east, um, you know, there, there's a toughness factor to those teams. And, and you think, what did they lose from a year ago? I mean, you lost two great players off this team, and Tiger Campbell and, uh, oh, goodness, I'm losing the guy in the NBA right now. The, the, uh, uh, Jaime Hawkes. Um, oh, yeah, the Jaime Hawkes. Thank you. You lost two great players, one of them player of the year. And so you knew they were going to take a step back a little bit, but, but he's found a way to kind of uh, redirect this thing and, and kind of move on beyond that. You know, they're getting great production right now from, uh, Sebastian Mack, he's a young player for them. He's putting up some nice numbers, and you know uh, they're not shooting the three all that well. But with the way they're playing defensively, they're overcoming some of their offensive issues. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joining us today from Los Angeles. Buffs get UCLA tonight, and just you know looking at, at the Ken Palm and then some of the numbers that we had toward Pac-12 tournament play, and of course the NCAA tournament. Colorado right now, thirty-fifth in, in the Ken Palm. So I mean the the numbers are still. While it's been probably it's been a disappointing season, and what we I think expected from this team, Mark, 
this still is a team that is very much uh, in in contention to be an NCAA tournament team. Oh, without question. I mean, you know, they've got some work to do down the stretch here. I mean, you've got to. Uh, I, I still think the Buffs have to run the table at home, and and I think getting a uh, a split on the road with what they've got left, the two trips they've got left, the one here in Los Angeles, and then the one to Oregon coming up in a couple of weeks. You get a split there, and if you run the table at home, I think you're in a very nice position heading to Vegas. And so they've got great opportunity. You know, the, the thing with uh, Arizona is, now keep in mind, they've lost two games to Arizona. Arizona's a very good team. They've lost two games by a combined 67 points. Because of those we talk in sports about about bad matchups, that's a bad matchup for yeah. Colorado, whatever, for whatever reason. But other times, the Boston matched up very well with Arizona. This one forever does not quite seem to match up the way you'd like. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, uh, people overreact when they see games. And I always say, okay, that, that no matter what you think about that one game, it still goes down as one loss, all right? And and so I had a buddy of mine that was just on the, you know, pushing the panic button. I said, just relax. I'm not saying that, that things are going to turn out perfect. I'm just saying don't overreact. There's two losses you've got to Arizona. Both times are ranked in the top five in the, in the, uh, in the net, okay? Just relax about that. Um, now, they still got work to do, like I said, and they, they can't have, uh, you know, many of those bad performances down the stretch of the season here, but they put together a pretty darn nice resume at this point in time. And they got one more chance at a quad one game, I think, but off the top of my head. And so you want to go ahead and try and win that one. But uh, listen, they're putting together a nice season here. They're still a very talented team. And if they get in the dance, they're going to be a very, very hard out. So um, I'm still feel very good about what I'm watching with Colorado. Yeah, I think the, the one little it's a troubling aspect about this team though mark is that in in true road games they're one and six going into tonight's game so they've mm-hmm. they've struggled on the road in those true road games well yeah, they have to a point jim i mean they you know you look at their losses and and outside of arizona they, they've been very you know, within a couple two three uh possession kind of games and so they're, they're right in them but and and the thing that and i always say this is not an excuse but it's a reason this team still is one of the most injured teams in the country in terms of game loss by your top seven. You've got to count that into the equation. Now, now, do the raw numbers in terms of the road record look good? No. Is that a factor? It certainly is. And so you've got to take that at least into the, into the equation. How long? How many times have they gone out and had their full deck cards, if you will, in some of these games? And that has not been the case, uh, you know, pretty high percentage. And so that, that's part of what we're dealing with here at this point. Not an excuse, but it is part of it. All right, Mark, we'll wrap it up with one final thing. We'll jump from, from basketball to football. I love the very cagey way that uh, you dealt with the uh, Rob Livingston hire. And oh, might have, I might have talked to the guy that might be the next defensive coordinator. Well, he is a defensive coordinator. Comes over from Cincinnati where he was their uh, secondary coach as uh, Coach Primes uh, announced uh, his staff for 2024. And uh, Rob Livingston yep. taking over for Charles Kelly running the Buffs defense. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I did have, I, I, now that I can say it, I did have a very nice conversation <laughs> with Robert Livingston and uh, was really impressed with him. He, he's got some Western roots. Uh, not that he grew up out here in the Western part of the country, he grew up in North Carolina, but uh, apparently he's got a family uh, cattle ranch up in Montana and so spent a lot of time on this. He said, every summer, that's where I was, every summer, all summer long, uh, working on the ranch. And he, he did tell me, he said, if I, if I win the lottery tonight, uh, it was nice meeting you, but I'll be on my cattle ranch up in Montana for the rest <laughs> of my life. So uh, we, we had a good laugh about that. But, uh, yeah, impressive impressive guy. And uh, you know, knows a couple of Buffaloes, Chidaway Abouzier, and who knows him very well, by the way. 
Uh, and then uh, Josh Tupo with the Cincinnati Bengals, spent a lot of time with those guys. Uh, has always thought a lot about uh, Boulder and <clears throat> the University of Colorado. And, and so uh, I think there's a lot, a lot of excitement around this guy. I think I'm really inspired and, and interested to see what he's going to be able to do with uh, the defense and all the new players they're bringing in. Hey, Mark, always appreciate the time. Enjoy this last trip to your favorite city in America, <laughs> Los Angeles, California. I will, I will do the best I can <laughs> under the very difficult circumstances, yes. <laughs> hey, Mark, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, Jim. See you. All right, Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes. You can't stand L.A. We call those games remotely. So I could do that from home. I don't have to go to Los Angeles. Like, four I, days in Los Angeles. Do I have to go to Los Angeles? I, right. Can I just stay at home? Can I just do that? Where he does his snake pilskin impression every time. Escape from L.A. Just runs up well, the stairs had, into the airplane. Mark had to escape from New York earlier in the season. That's true. When the buffs were out there. Mm-hmm. Played Miami. All right, seven Taking the jetway stairs two by two just to get into the plane. Like, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm All right. Here. 7.32, and it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Nicole Hardman won the Super Bowl with a touchdown catch in overtime. He was on Dan Patrick yesterday, and he said that he knew exactly what was happening, but he also at the same time had no idea what was going on. All right, take me into the huddle. That last play, when you hear, when Patrick says, corn dog, what are you thinking? Oh, yeah, so the play was uh, called Tom and Jerry, actually, this year. Oh, you changed the name. Yeah, so it's, a, it's just a different form of the play. So the corn dog play is like a, um, it's a different a different concept, but Tom and Jerry um, is like the same kind of play, but like the overall concept is different. Okay, but how do you contain your excitement when you go to the line of scrimmage knowing that if it works, you're the Super Bowl hero? Man, you know what's crazy? I only think that in that moment I really was thinking like, oh, I can walk the game off. I think it was more so let me just do my job. And But when I caught the ball, I'm like, oh, I didn't know what was going on. And finally I realized that we actually won the game. Okay, did you understand overtime – that if you caught, like if you scored, you guys were going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I knew the rules. Yeah, we, we go over the rules twice, three times weekly on weekly prep of the, the new rules. So I, I was aware of the rules, but I just, you know what I'm saying? I, um, when I caught, I just blacked out, man. And where's the football? I always at home. I have it. Because when you spiked it, that was the first thing I thought is get that ball. You know what? I I was so blacked out. I didn't even. I thought somebody <laughs> hit it out of my hand. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I even. I didn't even know why I threw the ball. He was in like in a dreamlike state, wasn't yeah. he? He was just. Yeah. He was in like one of those fugue states. <laughs> he was in a fugue state, exactly. Like what? What's going on here? What, what, what just happened? What I? What did I just do? Like, what, is what, this what, real life? What? Hold on. Is this real life or is this yeah. just fantasy? He also says Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are the post-game party MVPs. One of them, not at all surprising. The other one had to go to Disneyland. Yeah. (laughs) That one's a little surprising. (laughs) Exactly. All right, 735. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, John Sedanich, uh, Central Boys basketball coach, will join us next. The Warriors host uh, Fruit of Monument tonight. 
out at Central High School. We'll have that uh, coming up next on the Jim Davis Show. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Central Boys basketball with Coach John Sedanich on the team. And John Sedanich brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078 on the team line. Warriors coach John Sedanich. John, good morning. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing fine. I, I would imagine for your basketball team, you played Meeker last night, and you were able to, to get the win in that one against Meeker, 50-44. to 44. It had to be good to get back on the floor after that loss of Durango, that uh, a chance to kind of quickly wash away some of the some of the uh, the funk, if you will, from that uh, road trip to Durango. Uh, kind of take us through what you saw from your guys last night. Yeah, well, this, I, I don't know. I don't even know what day it is, Jim, to be honest with you. Um, we, uh, you know, we were supposed to go down to Durango Friday, um, and they had a snow day down there. So um, Junction was able to play their game Saturday, and we had to reschedule Monday. So we we drive down there Monday, um, play Monday night, drive home Tuesday, and turn around and play Meeker. And we got Fruita tonight and Junction tomorrow. So this uh, probably a little unheard of what our boys are going through right now. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. You know, Durango's playing. Uh, they're, they're playing really well right now. They've kind of found their identity. They're, you know, they beat Junction on Saturday, and they 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 played us both. Just kind of sat in their two-three zone with their big athletic um, kids, and um, they shot the ball well and uh, played with a lot of confidence. So they're playing well at the right time. And um, you know, I told our boys not to. Um, lose too much sleep over that down there because I told them in the last 24 years Central's only won down there four times so it's a it's a it's a very hard place to uh to get a win so um so yeah it was good to get back on the floor last night and um you know it's like I said it's just kind of a weird situation for our boys uh but we uh, we looked, you know, looked looked kind of like a road team again after just getting home and getting back out there without any practice. And um, but we, uh, oh, someone told me we finished the game on a 17-3 run. So I think we were down eight late in the third, and then just uh, found some found some energy. Some um, Asher Carter came off the bench and gave us some great minutes. And Amika was out without their big kid and. Uh, we were Jackson showed up before the game sick, and so we were both down a guy, and so it was a and man, they have a good team. They're gonna. I hope their big kid is okay because they're uh, uh, they could win some games in the three A in the three A tournament. Central Boys basketball coach John Sedanich with us on the Team Sports Network. So who led the way for you last night in that game against Meeker? It's from a scoring. Oh. yeah, I think Asher had twelve, Cam had eleven, Ryland had ten. Um, and then some other guys pitched in a few buckets here and there. That's just those are the three I remember looking at the book last night. So, yeah, it was. Um, and I, I'd have to look, but I think Asher had most of his in the second half. So he he really gave us a spark offensively. Right now, Central Boys uh, ten and eleven overall, two and four in the Southwestern League. And before we talk about uh, Fruit of Monomy coming in tonight, uh, your team currently 26 in the RPI in the, in the 5A 
John, and so you're probably going to have one of those lower seeds, and it's uh, it's going to be tough. But you, you, like any coach, you want to get your team into the postseason. And right now, your your Warrior basketball team is in position to make that happen to make the five A playoffs. Yeah, I think you know a couple of cool things that um, that are happening for our program right now is just you know last. Um, and I think I know all these things because I've been around Central, and you know, for the 21st century <laughs> for the <laughs> Central basketball. And so, um, but, yeah, so with that, getting our 10th win last night, that's only the third time um, in the 21st century that um, Central boys have had teams with back-to-back 10 win, 10-plus win season. So that's a big deal for us. And um, if we can manage to... Um, sneak into the playoffs here. That'll be uh, the first time since the state went to the RPI that we've been in the playoffs three years in a row. So um, really exciting things. But, um, you know, tough week for us, but um, some good things going on here. So yeah, Those are the kind of things you want to build on, that uh, you, you start you know, stringing postseason appearances together. And sure. like I said those 10-11 win seasons, That's uh, those are hallmarks of any program in terms of of growth and, and consistency. We're talking with Central Boys basketball coach John Sedanich uh, on the Team Sports Network. So it's Fruit of Monument tonight, number one team in the 6A RPI. Uh, just uh, just 21 and 0 on the season. You know, they, they, they have a Michael Wells team hasn't done a whole lot this year, other than just go out and and uh, run the table in the Southwestern League, and they have yet to lose this season. Uh, the last time you played them was out at their place, 62-49 loss, and that one where. Daniel Thomason had 22, but Max Orchard had a huge game for them with with 23 points. They they defend the heck out of uh, you know out of the basketball. That's uh, it's a team that uh, has really developed in terms of what they can do defensively to go along with the, the offensive fire, firepower that they have. John, uh, what needs to happen differently this time for your basketball team to win again to get a win against uh, Fruit on your home floor and come up with a, a huge upset since they're undefeated 21 and 0 in the season. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I, you know, there's, um, you don't get to, you don't get to that uh, point uh, that they're at right now without being really good on both sides of the ball. And yeah, I mean, you almost, you know, you have to almost play perfect um, when you play someone like Fruta. I think, um, you know, out at their place, I was really, um, really happy with the way we played that week. We had a close game with Montrose, and then uh, we were. I believe we were tied with them uh, with about three minutes left to go in the third. Um, and then Cam picked up his uh, – couldn't get Cam out of the game fast enough. He picked up his fourth foul, and that hurt us a little bit. And we had a few turnovers late in the third, and they uh, kind of pushed it to six or eight, and we could never really get it back. I think we got it back to six at one point in time in the fourth quarter. But, um, but yeah, they don't turn the ball over, so when you get behind them, it's hard to um, – you know, it's hard to get um, some easy buckets, and uh, you know, we we got, we when we look back at it, you know, I don't think, and you guys can probably check uh, Fruta's games, but I, I think that was the first time since um, the Palisade tournament that anybody scored almost 50 points on them. So we are happy with the way we played offensively. Um, we're going to need another performance like that. Uh, the big thing, if we're going to uh, try to pull this off tonight is we turned the ball over 19 times and gave up 18 offensive rebounds and that's how max and daniel got a lot of their points so we got to fix that tonight and uh, and we'll see what happens from there 
Central Warriors head coach John Sedan is joining us on the Jim Davis show. We've talked with Michael Wells a couple times about you guys where he feels that it's a really even matchup with size and depth and and ability like that. How do you see the matchup from your side with Fruta? Is it their, their roster, their depth, things that you can have success with, which you obviously did, uh, you know, being really tight in that game until midway through the fourth? Yeah, I... I don't know. I think whenever you play, you know, most most of your teams in your league, especially in the Valley Junction and Fruta and Palisade, these kids have played against each other forever and they know each other's tendencies. And uh, I, I think the biggest thing is they're just, you know, they're used to, they're used to playing against each other. So it's not a, um, you know, it's e- even as good a year as Fruta is having, it's our kids, you know, they're not, it's not like they're shell-shocked or um, surprised that Fruit is really good because they've, they've played against them. They know how good these boys are for Fruita. And, um, yeah, we feel like it's, even though we have all these games this week, luckily, you know, Junction's kind of our big physical game this week. And um, so, yeah, we do, we do have a lot of similarities when you, um, when you look at our clubs, obviously, uh, Daniel is, um, you know, that big kid in the middle that really, I feel like, separates them and um, Max and Jed. He could probably just go down the line with those kids and um, how good a job Coach Wells has done with them this year. So, yeah, so it's, uh, um, I, I, it's a fun matchup. It's uh, an opportunity, I, I think. Um, I, I, you guys would have to help me out here, but I think it's probably the last time a team went undefeated in um, in the Grand Valley was in 90-91 when I was a junior here at Central. We won the state championship, so I'm not trying to jinx Fruta tonight or anything. But um. Oh, come on, John. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, for you, for you, you want to jinx them, right? For, from the position you're in, yes, you, you want to send every little voodoo curse you possibly can. Toward, well, toward I, actually, I, I told Coach I told Coach Wells that when we were out at Fruta, and so he's like, oh, don't tell me that. I don't need to know that. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. You know, it's just a, it's a fun opportunity anytime you get to play, you know, and luckily in our league the last uh, – we've had some really great teams over the last, you know, seven, ten years with Montrose being – having that stretch where they were number one for, you know, three, four, five years, um, and then now Fruta. So just the opportunity to get to play against – teams of that caliber are great and and that's going to help us in the playoffs so no doubt about it yeah what 25 and 0 back in 1991 coach uh, phillips and sounds right yeah. you and with jason yeah Frank and the late man Anway yeah. and Bruno's. yeah i mean and, that's uh, all those guys have played on that team brian rooks so, yeah 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 so it's uh um yeah that was a special year and um so have a lot of respect for uh, what Coach Wells is doing with those kids to keep them focused. And, um, you know, they're taking it one game at a time and uh, trying to reach that goal. And we'll see what we can do to um, to keep ours, you know, to be the <laughs> to be the one, the one program in the Valley that's ever done that before. But uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, if they if they come out and do that, I have all the all the respect and for them and and I think that's incredible. We'll see what happens. You're not going to get together with your old your old teammates like the the '72 Dolphins. 
and uh, <laughs> pop pop the top in some champagne if you guys uh, get the win tonight and and uh, and, and protect uh, protect the undefeated mm-hmm. legacy. Of course, you guys went all the way in one state, so there's still work for Michael Wells and Fruit of Monument to do. So keep that in mind, yeah. John. There's there's still yeah. work to do. They could they, they they ran the table in the league and they could run the table as far as the regular season, but but you guys did take it all the way to a state championship back then. Yeah, and you know that was a um, I I just can remember that was my junior year, and you know all those uh, Mike and Jason and Matt Enway and um, Aaron Rubidoux and yeah. Mike Toronto and missing some of those guys DJ and RE. Um, you know that's a group you never forget, and I, I, you know those kids at Fruita will, whatever happens to them this year, they'll this will be a year they never forget. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, well, we would love to keep that honor, but we'll see. You know, history is um, has a way of uh, repeating itself, so we'll see what happens. Very true. By the way, you are correct. the uh, The Palisade tournament where Fruita gave up sixty one to silver creek that's the last you have the second highest scoring total against the wildcats since the palisade tournament and that game yeah i you know and i you know it's like i said been just just been a weird month for us because you know that week we i thought we played really well and then you know fruit is kind of in the same boat we are right now i think so we play with that durango switch it was uh 10 like we we hadn't played for 10 days. I kind of almost felt like we were starting the season over again. Um, and I think fruit is in a similar boat tonight where, um, they, I don't, I think they played Montrose maybe last Tuesday. So yeah. So it's, we have these kind of weird schedules and kind of these long breaks. I don't know if that's a good thing this time of year or not, but, uh, well, just, just weird. <laughs> it is, but it's I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, almost so. almost like an NBA like schedule this week for your basketball team. Yeah, maybe worse. I don't know if NBA teams have to play four out of five nights. I don't know if anybody's ever had to do that. Yeah, I don't so, think most. Yeah, of them, so hopefully. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully you know it's senior night for us tonight, and hopefully that'll give us a little bit of extra energy, and we can honor. You know, we got our eight seniors, and uh, they've been a huge part of you know, kind of rebuilding some success here at Central and looking forward to honoring them and um, and a good battle with Fruita tonight. All right, our coverage, what, 5 or 5.15 tonight? 5.15. 5.15 for that tonight. 5.30, <laughs> girls. Boys will tip it at 7 o'clock tonight. Should be a good one. Uh, we'll have it right here on the Team Sports Network. John, good luck tonight. Always appreciate the time, and, and thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, of course, Jim. Look forward to seeing you guys tonight. Okay, there's John Sedanich. Central boys basketball coach. And then I show up. Glad to have you out here. And then I show up. Because like, I'm doing well, ba- well, because I'm doing baseball today. So I'm saying that more me, yeah. I think. No, no, they're always glad to yeah. have you out there. They are. They're always glad to have you out there. All right. Uh, by the way, when Central plays at Grand Junction tomorrow night, uh, they have a cool little thing going on tomorrow night over at uh, the Tigers gym. It'll be the last regular season games at Grand Junction High School's old gym. And so uh, JV game started for girls varsity at 530, the boys at 7 o'clock. And um, they plan to pass out to the first 250 fans to the girls game as well to the first 250 boys fans a commemorative ticket that is acknowledging this, you were at the final game at Grand Junction High School's old gym. 
That's pretty neat. That team's got a lot, a lot of history to it. Uh, absolutely. They, uh, they're going to uh, acknowledge the alumni present that played volleyball, did wrestling, cheer, and basketball over the years. And uh, countless league titles, All-Americans, All-State, All-League players, as well as 11 state championship teams played or wrestled in that gymnasium. So uh, a lot of history, tons of history. But uh, the gym will be uh, torn down later this spring. And then they'll be playing in the new uh, facility. So, I'm 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 sad. I'm I'm yeah. torn about that. I, I understand why in terms of how old that building is mm-hmm. and things like that. But man, I I've only done I've, three games in that gym as far as calling on basketball wise. Games. It's always interesting because you're kind of having to look around, uh, piping. Yeah, <laughs> to, which has to been see the scoreboard a little bit. But love playing in that gym in high it. school mm-hmm. when we was at Fruit and we go play the Tigers. Love that gym. You Loved get sunshine. It. You get that little no, booth no up there. No offense to my alma mater. Love the Tigers gym over the Wildcats. Oh, yeah. And the new gym's great. The new gym's new fantastic. Gym's fantastic. New court but old, is awesome. But, but the old the old barn was with the seats on just the one mm-hmm. side. It was it had character. We'll put it that way. Yeah. But uh, but Junction's gym was very Hoosiers like. So anyway, that's tomorrow night over at Grand Junction.